And I think of Cabin in the Woods as one that, Wow. speaking of like rethinking the horror trope, um, much in the way that Scream did, Cabin in the Woods did it exceptionally well, but there's really nowhere to go from there. It's like you just, that's the movie. My question to you is, we're late in the Halloween season for you. We are, but we've been like doing this three weeks. We're three weeks in for you, but most people are just getting in the Halloween mood. They've, you know, they maybe just got their decorations out and are starting to put stuff in their yard to creep out their neighbors. So we have a very, very short period of time before the actual celebration of Halloween. Cammy, in your mind, I want you to give me three quintessential movies I need to watch, either leading up to Halloween or on Halloween to celebrate. Okay. What do you what do you give me? I'm not gonna say on Halloween because I have very special traditions for celebrating Halloween, and usually it involves movies I have not seen. And I'm not gonna recommend movies I haven't seen to other people. So the things that I, let's see, what am I really? So the zombie movie that I feel that everyone should watch the one zombie movie that I want everyone to watch before Halloween this year is train Busan. That's my zombie pick. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Foreign film. Excellent pick. Thank you. My, I always think we need a little bit of fun and a little bit of whimsy. And so Mm -hmm. I'm recommending that people watch The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is also a musical. I know you like musicals. (laughs) Apparently, you out there love the musicals. So we did not know that. Okay. So Nightmare Before Christmas, Dawn of the Dead. You can't do two zombie movies. I'm not going to do two zombie movies. You know what? This isn't, I'm not saying this as a reflection of it being my favorite movie. I've only seen it once. I need to watch it again. But one of the movies we discovered last year was Mm -hmm. the movie called The Barbarian. Uh, Oh, and That's a Netflix movie. uh, HBO, I thought. No, you're right. It's Netflix. Sorry. You're right. Uh, I was blown away. I was told to watch this movie. Scary. It, it is was like so literally scary. scary. Yeah. It it was absolutely terrifying. Until the it, end. The end is a little weak. But the movie's scary. <laughs> but the movie's scary. The uh, end is a, the, the character end is development a, is fantastic. Uh, it's not just like a bunch of white frat boys being awesome. It is a great uh race and gender inclusive movie that I didn't like acknowledges a lot of horror tropes and then stamps on them. Uh, yeah. and I enjoyed every moment of it. It is on my list to watch as we near Halloween this year. We grew up in a time period where you have classic horror franchises. You have Friday the Friday 13th, the 13th you have Nightmare Halloween. on Elm Street, you have Halloween, and then they basically beat the premise to death, pun intended, and we came back with a whole new take on, you know, you have the Scream franchise, you have like the, um, what is that one? Insidious. And yes, the Insidious, the Insidious ones have been, they wore them in on you. Then they have the doll one that's off of that and the nun that's off of that. 
I haven't seen Annabelle, and then they have the Nun, yeah. which we've seen part yeah. of one. Final Destination franchise. Ring, you have the, the, the uh, Ring. I saw, saw what you did last summer. We oh. saw like there are so many new kind of fresh takes. And even Wes and even Wes Craven coming back and re- rebooting Nightmare on Elm Street. Like there's just been a lot of like there was a lull, but now there's been a really interesting kind of renaissance of franchise activity. I have a huge I'm not Catholic. Um I'm not even religious. But I have a huge weakness for Catholic horror. Mm-hmm. Like that's a whole genre that I don't think gets enough credit. We we recognize The Exorcist, right? The scariest horror movie I ever saw, just to go off on a tangent, I decided when I was like 11 that The Exorcist couldn't really be that scary. And so my mom was away working on something. I decided to watch The Exorcist. And literally, I, I don't know that I've ever I don't know that I've ever watched it again. It scared me so bad. Um, oh my God, so we're watching The Exorcist after this? Sure, we can do that. I may need. I may need a, I'll hold to hide. Um, I'll hold your hand and give you a pillow. It's part of this whole huge genre that even like reaches out into things that were written in comic books, and mm-hmm. like it is. It is just such an interesting spider web of yep. of genre. Jor- jor- or subgenres that yep. I absolutely love. Well, and we even had a, you know, tongue-in-cheek conversation about basically every David Fincher film is a horror movie in some way or another. Like Fight Club, horrific psychological. You have um, Benjamin Button, horrific wow. way of living. You have the social network, which is the horror we're all experiencing day in and day out. It's a little too close to home. Uh, so, um, and then you have Seven, which right, Seven is which, one of those movies with some deeply problematic actors in it. Yeah, uh, that I have chosen to say these are bad people. They did mm-hmm. bad things. Yep, I attached myself emotionally to that movie so significantly the first time I saw it. It is one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies yep. uh, that I, this throws back to a great conversation we had with our friend Allie, who we'll be seeing more from soon yep. um, about really having to recognize that was gross, um, but it exists as a huge part of the world for many people. And we mm-hmm. can say, Hey, you're gross, but this is okay. This is good. Yep. Uh, also, we just don't want to give you our money. Also, Cammy has a real thing for Lethal Weapon, so it's no surprise that she loves Seven because it's like the young, the young, angry cop with the older black partner. It is, it is. Who's I like getting the, ready to retire. Like I it's like the, the same young, exact like, angry premise. cop who's got yeah. like everything. I need to do this. I need to do yeah. this. Hurry, hurry, hurry! And then like the yeah. old patient dude that's like, I'm too old. Seven, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So also he was like 40 in that. Oh, Danny, Danny, Danny Glover. Glover. Yes. Danny Glover getting was, ready to retire, younger was, in than his, me. was in his forties. Yeah, he was he's younger too, than I am now for this shit. Yeah. I'm too mm-hmm. old for this shit, Rick. Yep. I know. Aren't we all? So, um, well, let's, I want to talk about this little, the little venture side thing that we've done. Venture's movies are horror. We watched yesterday at the movie Sisu. Is mm-hmm. that how you pronounce yep. it? Sisu? I think so. Uh, You're finished. Don't I ask am finished, me. but I don't speak Finnish. 
So yeah. Sisu is a Finnish war movie. About I love what the Sisu means too. Like and it's I can't in, even properly define what Sissy means yeah. for you. Rick, can you want to give it a shot? It basically means like, again, not, there's no direct definition, but it's basically like white knuckle fortitude to get something done. It's like you're, you're unstoppable in your desire to accomplish. It is determination compounded yeah. on steroids. Yeah. So, yeah. So we watched this movie. We've been waiting to watch it for a while. I enjoy war movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy horror movies. I enjoy Finnish stuff. I enjoy watching you enjoy Nazis. Scandinavian I enjoy Scandinavian stuff. stuff. It's yeah. true. And I enjoy watching Nazis get what's coming to them because mm-hmm. I don't like Nazis. They're pretty awful. And by pretty yeah. awful, I mean, Nazis are. Even Illinois Nazis. Especially Nazis, but you know, I love a I love a reference to the Blues Brothers. So, um, Sisu, we're watching it, and and I'm like, okay, let's watch not a horror movie. We can watch something else. <laughs> so I let Rick pick a movie that's not a horror movie, and we're watching and we're watching. And uh, I I hope you know by this moment in this, if you don't like to talk about horror, you shouldn't be listening to this right now. So we're watching this movie, and it's kind of starting off, and I'm like, it's really good. They're doing a great job. This movie is a Tarantino movie it from Finland. It feels like a Tarantino movie yeah. that wasn't made by Tarantino. Yeah. Um, so he's just this, he's, he's trying to be patient with these people, but they are messing with him and they are going to steal his livelihood and probably kill him. And at some point he just pulls a knife out and shoves it through the guy's head. And all you see is it just goes in one side and then sticks out the other. And it was... Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie won me at that moment. I, I I could not look away. It was an amazing, amazing movie. Pretty short, too. Pretty like short. Not a yeah. lot of dialogue, which I love. So the visuals yeah. really spoke for it. A lot of women empowerment in it as well. Strong, strong women characters, yeah. Uh, so if you like a horror war movie, and it, any war movie done properly has got to be a, a horror, a horror yeah. Um, yeah. check out Sisu. Like yeah. that one. I really, yeah, so what was it available on? Like, it was available it was, for free on as if you have Amazon Prime. Ah, okay, got yeah. it. Yep. What franchises did you watch when you were a kid? Uh, I so that was right in my preteen, tween, teen years. So, or with us, we would watch all the all the Jason movies but freddy krueger was really the more popular uh character that we watched. didn't really get into halloween that much mm-hmm. um they hadn't really blown out the texas chainsaw massacre i saw my franchise. first texas chainsaw massacre movie yesterday i'm trying to think and then of course there was like the you know the predator alien mm-hmm. aliens kind of a horror movie but, it's a space horror movie for sure. Yeah, so thing there was that. Oh, that was another zombie movie that we forgot. The space did, zombie movie. What, oh, what a, was it called? Oh, we did a, the last day on Mars, the last days on Mars with, I loved uh, that with Liv Schreiber. Yes. Um, that was really good. That's anyway. going on the list for future yeah. yearly watching. That was a great movie. Yeah. So, but back to the franchise stuff, like, ooh, yeah, Freddie, 
we would watch. So given our druthers, we would walk into, what was it called? We didn't have a blockbuster, but we had a video store. And we would pretty consistently every weekend rent at least one Nightmare on Elm Street film. Mm -hmm. But we would do... And this was any time of year. We're just like, let's watch Nightmare let's on the watch Street. Let's watch a horror movie. Um, uh, it'll be scary. And uh, no. So Freddie and Jason, not really Mike Myers. Uh, so here's the thing. <laughs> when I hear Mike Myers, that's not the Mike Myers I think of. Sorry, Michael Myers. Thank you. That might help. So... Um, but yeah, more more so Freddie, just because I think, and this is me getting way too academic about it, but Jason existed prior to my knowledge of him. Like I would have come in at like the 3D, what part three, like Friday the 13th and 3D or okay. somewhere around there. And, and Freddie, the first nightmare on Elm Street was at a point where I could where you were ready for it. it was a contemporary movie for me yeah. and so that could have been part of the appeal that because both halloween and and um and friday the 13th predated me mm -hmm. that that was part of it and then there's the whole like you guy you can kind of lump all the stephen king movies into a franchise like we would watch christine pretty regularly we would watch carrie cujo uh the shine, the shining, obviously. Oh, the shining. Um, but the, but That's I think Stephen, Stephen King can be a, a genre because they're Stephen all King is fairly yeah, fairly similar, except for that one that you just made me watch, Thinner, which Thinner. Was, which felt felt like the Adam Sandler Halloween movie. That's or like a Goosebumps thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's not yeah. good. Don't watch it, no. please. Do yourself a favor and don't watch it. I also really like the movie Needful Things, which makes me think it's probably awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nice. Uh, cool. So I, when I was a kid, didn't watch the Friday the 13th, didn't watch Halloween, didn't watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, none of those. Mm -hmm. Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Evil Dead. Thing. The I, Evil don't Dead really, movies, I, yeah. I don't even think of Evil Dead as a franchise because it's really just two movies. There's because Evil Dead, like yes, but there are technically six Indiana Jones movies or whatever. Like the, there the, are no, there are five. The, there um, are <laughs> so so. I'm I'm a, I agree with you that there are three. Jury's still out on whether or not there's a fourth. I haven't seen it. Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two are exactly the same plot. They're just. Yeah. One has no budget and the other has budget. So <laughs> they're, they're the same movie. It's the, it's the, it's the same exact movie, same exact plot. So mm -hmm. like, I like evil dead. You like the Army low budget darkness. one. Like, because evil dead, low budget indie, and then army, the army of darkness. So over the top budget Amazing. wise yeah. that it's really good but evil dead 2 i'm just like eh, I, I i don't it doesn't improve doesn't improve evil dead 1 to give it more budget i guess is the 
way I'm no, saying. No, I pretty much just watch Evil Dead and Army yeah. of Darkness. Oh, so, Alien. Franchise. Franchise. For me, the franchise that I enjoyed as a Alien. kid was Alien. Um, I I loved Alien. There's something about, like, that's my first time where I'm watching a horror movie and there's a woman who is, like, a badass powerhouse, yeah. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. yeah. Really, I wanted to be Sigourney Weaver when I grew up because she just, it, she just went. She just went for it 100%. Yep. Yeah. And then Predator movies, I also loved because, uh, as as mentioned, I do have a weakness for Danny Hopper. Yeah, I were when Scream came out, that was a transformational horror movie mm-hmm. in my timeline in my life. Just the yeah. movie itself, and it was it was well. So the budget was there. It was well made. The videography was good. It had good editing. It had amazing actors, and it was a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it had Matthew Lillard in it, and it had Drew Barrymore in it. It was a briefly. lot. Yeah. Briefly, but it doesn't matter. I love Drew Barrymore. What mm-hmm. I don't really know what she's doing right now. Like she's, she's doing that talk show, and she got in trouble because she was trying to make people work during the strike. That's not okay, Drew. No. Um, but I mean, I grew up with Drew Barrymore. Et. Yep. And so That's watching kind her in a horror movie, it is. A, I thought it was a horror movie. <laughs> My parents thought they were taking me to see this cute little alien movie. And I was like, oh, what? what? And Drew Barrymore, that makes me think of what about movies that are one and done that are horror movies that you feel that people have to see? This one wasn't one and done because they wound up doing another one, but we just watched rewatched Donnie Darko again. They did another. Oh, they did do another Donnie Darko. Yeah, they did another. But that's one of those where it's like singularly good. And I think of Cabin in the Woods as one that. Wow. Speaking of like rethinking the horror trope. much in the way that Scream did, Cabin in the Woods did it exceptionally well, but there's really nowhere to go from there. It's like you just, I, that's the movie. I really like a one-and-done, single-encapsulated uh, movie yeah. or a mini-series. I think we sequelize too much. I think we need to normalize that sometimes there's one good story in a plot, and we don't need to make ten of them. I understand yep. why people do that. I understand the financial impetus. You've already built something, and so it's easier to work off of a platform that's already built. But uh, Donnie Darko, I'm going to pretend that there's no Donnie Darko, too. I don't really remember the movie. I don't even know if Jake is in it. No, I think it's uh, like like a prequel. I can't remember. Um, So Donnie Darko is a really great example of that. And also, there are other movies that I really like. And I'm thinking like more in the Catholic exorcism genre mm. and the yep. demon possession genre. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a movie called Fallen that stars Elias Cotillas. No, I remember Elias Cotillas' name, but it, <laughs> it does start Elias Cotillas. Um, and. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's Vision. Denzel Washington. No, Fallen? Oh, fall. I'm thinking of, uh, sorry, I'm thinking of the one with Paul Bettany. What's that one? 
where he's like a fallen angel. Legion. Legion. That's is the one Elias I was sorry. in that as well? No, I don't know. I just oh. remember Paul Bettany. So, but Legion is another great example. Paul Bettany yeah. really shined in that movie. It's mm-hmm. a single one-off movie. Fantastic. At least I hope it's a single one-off movie. Um, but then yeah, Fallen know. is another thing. So Fallen, we've got demon possession, right? And, and it's... Oh, Prophecy is another franchise. The Prophecy, but that's not... It's a franchise, yeah. And yeah. Prophecy is a great angel Catholic yep. horror. Mm-hmm. And you it's also got like... Didn't you like Eric Stigmata? Stoltz. I love Stigmata. Yeah. I absolutely mm-hmm. love Stigmata. It's like Gabriel Byrne. and It is Gabriel Byrne yeah. and Patricia Arquette. It's fantastic. Yep. I think we need to recognize that True Romance is a horror movie as well. It is pretty horrific, yeah. Yeah, it's not that kind of horror movie, but Sigmana, Patricia Arquette. So we're, go- we're going through a litany of we, we horror movies. Stop. We did a whole zombie and- bit. Like, if, you're, if all you're interested in is zombie movies... We we got you. We'll link it up somewhere here, there, somewhere, so you can go to that video. I hate to think of all the editing that you're about to have to do with this. Uh, but did you would, did you fi- okay? So did you finish your list for three must watch? So you had Train to Busan, you had Nightmare mm-hmm. Before Christmas, and then what was your third one? The Barbarian. The Barbarian. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to discuss before we wrap this up? No, I just wanted people to have stuff to watch, and you're the you're the one with the huge library of movies for people to watch. So I just wanted some mildly interesting movies. I love folks. horror; it's good, and I yeah. would love to know what you guys are watching. Yeah, let us know what we need to add to our list of things to watch. Because if you're not following Cami on the instagram if you're you're following me on instagram you can see the horror movie that we picked for each day in my stories Mm -hmm. i will share the whole list once i'm done that being said my sharing that we watched a movie in my stories is not a recommendation to watch said movie because some of the movies are so bad that i turn them off sometimes we're test driving new movies it's not a a lot of bad movies before you find some good ones right and we did. We found a couple that were like, like there was one that we watched last night. Hellhole? That, hellhole. That was like, yeah, but like for the first two thirds of it, you're like, where is this going? Yeah, the and first beginning of it, I was the like, end this of it, you're like, boring. oh my God, I'm so glad we didn't turn this off. Yeah. I got to talk about Hellhole this morning. I went and had coffee with a friend and mm-hmm. I was like, I watched a Polish horror movie last night and she had mm-hmm. seen that and wanted to know all about it. And I was very happy. You don't want to make me happy. Ask me about a creepy Polish horror movie I just saw. (laughs) Cool. So that's it. Polish horror hour is now over. Um, We gave you some movies. Happy Halloween and stuff. Hope hope you enjoy the season. And um, we have guests scheduled coming up again soon. And uh, apparently... (laughs) Apparently, one of our senior correspondents is very motivated to create content. One of our content. senior correspondents understood the assignment. So, like, you know, we just put it out there. And if you want to take advantage of it and make something happen as a senior correspondent, like, we have the platform for you to correspond seniorly. So, yeah, I think that's it. 
for this time around with the mildly interesting people. Enjoy your Halloween season. May all of your trick-or-treaters be nice and polite. If you don't want to have trick-or-treaters, turn off your front porch light. If you do want to have trick-or-treaters, make sure you still have stuff that doesn't have gluten or nuts in it. And fun fact. In addition, too, because a lot of kids can't have those things. Yes, and fun fact, if you happen to have those like smart lights, most of them have a like weird flicker setting where you can make the house look creepy. So I have to say, though Rick is not a fan of Halloween, he is a fan of making sure that all the lighting and the creepy noises get set up for me. So good times. We make sure the lights and the 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 Alexa devices are playing creepy shit. So So excited. Cool. All right. Well, thanks all. Good to see you. I'm gonna go watch a horror movie. Yeah, let's go. Let's go watch a horror movie.